Hi guys, welcome to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast where we are here weekly working at simplifying things in our lives one day at a time, one simple step at a time. And I'm your host, Michelle Visser. This season, we've been taking a fun dive into some things that we need to be sure we're eating every day and what we really need to know about these things. And it's been kind of eye-opening for me, some of the guests that we've had on and the fun things that I've learned and gotten to talk about. We started with salt. That was a fascinating episode. And then we talked about veggies, a very unique form of veggies in the form of sprouts. I've been eating sprouts for years and I love them, but I learned so much recording that episode. And then sugar, great episode. It's, It's a topic I love talking about. I wrote a whole book about it and I still learned some fascinating things in episode three of this season. And then last episode, we talked about fats. So fun. Had a great talk with my friend, Ruthann. She is just the sweetest. We've been friends for years and I knew I would have a ball sitting down and chatting with her about good fats. And we did. So there's a lots more to come in this season, but I have a surprise for you for this week and next. We're taking a little pause from those topics And instead, we're going to be talking about the Christmas season and the holidays. And um, there's lots of reasons that I'm doing this, but the main one is because of my concussion. I'll spare you the long behind the scenes business details, but this just worked out much better. And I'm actually really excited about it. I would much rather right now with Christmas only being weeks away, would rather talk about holiday things than dive deep into those other topics, even though I am really looking forward to them. I'm just in a Christmas frame of mind. I'm sure you probably are too. At least I hope you are. So before we start this official episode, no, before we start this episode officially is what I wanted to say. Um, I want to let you know that this whole season is being sponsored by two of my absolute favorite companies. We have had many episodes dedicated on this podcast to the fact that um, our food is not what we think it is. And we have been lied to for generations. And we have talked about the marketing deceptive stuff that we have to weed through and why we buy into the lies and we just take them for granted sometimes. I did write down a couple episodes if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I I don't remember those to point you back to. There's lots of them, but here's a couple of them. Season four, episode 12 that talks about the biggest lie we've been fed. And I really didn't mean to just say a pun. (laughs) And then season three, episode two talks about why we buy into the lies and why the generation before us bought into the lies. Um, Anyway, so I'm really excited that this season's sponsor, Azure Standard, they are doing things entirely different, not just the way that they're getting food to the consumer and not just the way that they're choosing the sources of the food that they're getting to the consumer. But I mean, their very name itself actually reminds us of their goal to hold themselves up to a high standard of integrity and honesty. If you just listen in to the episode with David Stelzer, the founder and CEO of Azure Standard, um, he explains how he and his wife chose the name Azure Standard and what it means and how Their goal is to really set and then live up to an honest standard in the marketing of food. So go download my pantry checklist because most of the food that I am purchasing on a regular basis basis (laughs) comes from Azure Standard for a lot of reasons. And 
if you if you've already downloaded my pantry checklist, I want to encourage you to do so again because I have updated a brand new version with a lot of different things that I just had never had on there before. Sometimes when I buy things in bulk, I just don't think about, oh, I need to buy more of those. And that that's come up in the past few months. So it's updated with lots of great things. Um, but also go and find out where your nearest drop location is for Azure Standard. You can do both of those things in one place. Go to solelyrested.com slash Azure, A-Z-U-R-E. And there you can download my checklist, find your lo- local location for pickup and get your code that they have offered exclusively to my listeners to encourage those who have not tried out Azure Standard to go give them a try and save 10% off your entire order on your first order of $50 or more. So go to solelyrested.com slash Azure. The other sponsor of this season, another favorite company, um, is the tea company, Positively Tea. I used to drink just any old tea. And then I learned that the bags were bleached tea bags. And I realized I really didn't want to be dipping bleach into my hot water and then drink it. I also learned that it's literally the dust of the tea leaves that are swept up off of the floor from the processing factory that they put into the bags. But real tea leaves unfurl in the water and give us so much more varied taste and deep, rich flavor. But even that isn't enough. You must be getting organic loose leaf teas to really know that your quality is good and you're drinking something that is healthful and nutritious. And otherwise, you might be steeping chemicals in your mug. Sadly, but very true. Positively Tea is the real deal. Anything you pick out on their site is going to be phenomenal and organic and top-notch and the best price. You can even get everything in bulk option and save even more. In fact, you will be getting four times as much tea if you get the bulk size for twice the price. And the price is already great in the standard size. So go to solelyrested.com slash teas, T-E-A-S, solelyrested.com slash teas and check out what I'm talking about, guys. I love this company. Um, I also have listed my, this was hard for me, by the way, my eight favorite teas. It was really hard to choose only eight, but the way my layout is on the page, it it wanted me to choose eight. So that's what I did. (laughs) It took me a while. And I also, um, yeah, I link there to everything you need to save on your first order as well. Go to solelyrested.com slash teas. Okay. So um, this episode, I do want to, I feel like I should put a little bit of a disclaimer because I know that my platform is not based on my faith, but I also routinely here and there will share with you guys. I'm a Christian, a believer. I love the Lord and that impacts everything that I do. It's just not something that I always am necessarily talking about in the sense that it's not the basis. Well, that's not really true. It is the basis, but it's not the outward basis of my platform. Um, everything that I'm doing online on Instagram through my emails, on my website, on YouTube, and here on the podcast, is to encourage folks, whether you're Christian or not, that real food is so important and it impacts you and your family so deeply. And it really is something that you can attain in small ways. You can also, not just real food, but lots of other simple living things that I talk about. Um, But in the end, everything I do comes back to my faith and that's why every once in a while it does pop up here and there, but 
these next two episodes, I'm just going to be blatant about it, guys, because it's Christmas and this is the time to explain to you why I'm so excited about Christmas. I figure if you are a Christian, you will appreciate this and this will inspire and encourage you. At least that's my hope. And if you're not, maybe you're just curious about the holiday this season and the people who do take it you know, differently than you do and what we see in it and why it's important to us. So either way, I hope that you enjoy these episodes. Next week, I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do is describe to you (laughs) why we have a dragon in our nativity scene. It's a red dragon with big wings, really ugly creature. And I have four daughters, so it seems kind of odd that ever since they were little ones, we've had this ugly red dragon in our nativity scene. But I want to explain to you why next week. It's a really, it's fun. And I think you'll like it. Um, And I think I'm also going to talk a little bit about just traditions, family traditions that hopefully will inspire you. Um, I think, let me see, I think next episode will be releasing a week before Christmas, I think, if I have the calendar right in my head. So it'll still be a week before and you have plenty of time that if one of these traditions, you know, inspires you. You can, you can add something new to what you do this holiday season with your family. So that's next week. I hope you join me. Okay. I have three different books here in front of me, and I'm going to read to you the introduction from Love Come Down, Love Came Down at Christmas, Daily Readings for the Advent by Sinclair Ferguson. He actually has two books like this. This is one of two of Advent readings that he has, and he's a, he's a great writer. And I decided I was going to read to you the introduction of that to give you just, well, you'll see. But before that, I want to share with you something that I just read this morning in my 28-day Advent. I'm reading from, it's called From Heaven by A.W. Tozier. First of all, I have one thing here. Okay. You have received much out of the ocean of his fullness. You've received the pulsing life that beats in your bosom. You've received a brilliant mind and brain within the protective covering of your skull. You've received a memory that strings the events you cherish and love as a jeweler strings pearls into a necklace and keeps them for you as long as you live and beyond. All that you have is out of his grace. And that's by A.W. Tozier. And it's very much how I feel that absolutely everything I have, anything I accomplish, everything, everything is by his grace without the breath that he gives me, without the abilities that he's given me, without, you know, my very DNA that he created. I, what could I do? I'm nothing. So I really liked that quote from A.W. Tozier. Um, He also writes this a few pages after that. Um, He quotes from 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. And then he writes, this is what the church is trying to say to mankind, but her voice these days is thin and weak and scarcely heard amid the commercialized clamor of songs like Silent Night. It does seem strange that so many persons become excited about Christmas and so few stop to inquire into its meaning. But I suppose this odd phenomenon is quite in harmony with our unfortunate human habit of magnifying trivialities and ignoring matters 
of great import. The same man who will check his tires and consult his roadmap with utmost care before starting on a journey may travel for a lifetime on the way that knows no return and never wants pause to ask whether or not he is headed in the right direction. The Christmas message, when stripped of its pagan overtones, is actually relatively simple. God is come to earth in the form of man. Around this one dogma, the whole question of meaning revolves. God did come or he did not. He is come or he is not. And the vast acclamation of sentimental notions and romantic practices that go to make up our modern Christmas cannot give evidence on one side or the other. Is that where I want to stop? I think that's where I was going to stop. So, so many things that we do, they might be fun and that's great. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do some of these traditions. Some of the things that I'll share with you next week aren't necessarily anything that points to Christ, but they're fun and that's great. Great reason for the family to have special memories. But what A.W. Tozier is getting at is that can cloud what's important. And we can get so caught up in the things that have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the meaning of life itself is, did God come to earth in flesh or not, period. And we, we get caught up in those other things and we get to the end of our trip and forgot where we were even headed to begin with, right? So my hope is that that is not something you will ever, ever face getting to the end of your journey and not really sure what the purpose of your life was. I feel very blessed that I do very much, even though from day to day, I have no clue sometimes what my purpose is. I feel so, so blessed to really feel directed by the creator who created me. I genuinely feel that his hand is on my life and that there is a purpose in my life. And every single day, I get up with a purpose. And even if I don't know what the next hour holds, which I never do, of course, um, I know that my purpose is to give glory to God. And I can do that with whatever is thrown my way and with whatever job I have to do, even if my job is like the one I hate the absolute most cleaning the bathroom. Like, oh, I just hit my new mic. I got a new mic, by the way. Those of you watching on YouTube might've noticed. I mean, not that you did, because why would you care? But <laughs> I'm excited about my new mic, but I actually need to get used to it. I just kind of whacked it and you might've heard the springs. Um, but even if, yeah, my job is cleaning the bathroom today, I can do that and give glory to God. And even cleaning the toilet has all new purpose if I realize that my attitude towards it is what really matters and I can impact others, you know, my children or the people in the home that are with me, whatever it is with my attitude. And that makes everything all different. It's not just about cleaning the toilet anymore. It's about giving God glory in the midst of what my job is today. So I, I got way sidetracked there, but Christmas is the same kind of thing. We can get so caught up in all the extras that we forget there really is a very simple main purpose. And it's, it's a really, it's going to say it's a really great one, but it, that that's making it sound way too trivial. It's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable that the God of the universe who with his very words created the beauty and the majesty that we have all around us and who literally loves us so much that he designed us by our DNA and directs our steps that he would come to earth 
cloak himself in a human body and take on all the horrible stuff of earth compared to the majesty of heaven and and do that simply because he loves us and because that was needed. But I don't think I'm going to get into the whole actual details of the gospel message because I didn't, that, that wasn't necessarily my purpose here. I'm, I'm, my purpose was to read what I'm going to read next. <laughs> but if, um, if you'd like to, to talk to me more about that, you guys know how to reach me, reach out to me on Instagram or via email and we can chat. Okay. The introduction, Christmas is coming. Christmas time again, and borrow the words of John Paul Young's song, Love is in the Air. Love is in the air every Christmas. It features in the songs that we hear as we shop for presents and in the commercials we see on TV. Show someone their love this Christmas, as one department store slogan put it. Love is present in the cards we send and in the words we write on the tags that we attach to the presents that we give. They say, with love from. It's a theme that is also likely to feature prominently in the annual round of Christmas interviews in the magazines and newspapers. Each year, (laughs) this was written a little while ago, I think, because a lot of interviews are now done online, but I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm going to get back to reading. Each year, various famous people are inevitably asked what Christmas means to them, whether they're an actor, musician, or some sort of reality TV star. The answers are usually similar. Well, it means I wish people would just love each other. That's what Christmas is really all about, isn't it? That's what it means to me anyway. Yes, love. Everyone seems to agree Christmas is about love. As Christians, we can attest that this much is true. Christmas exists only because of love. But what if the interviewers were to follow up by asking the why and the what questions? Why is Christmas all about love? And what do you mean by love? Imagine for a moment that one of the famous people that they were interviewing was a Christian. It might come as a shock to the reporter if the interviewer responds to the why question by saying, Christmas is about love because love came down at Christmas. That's why we have Christmas in the first place. The meaning of Christmas is found in the message of Christmas. God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16. What if the interviewee, interviewee, now on a roll, continued? And they said, you asked me what love is, didn't you? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us in the Bible. He knew what love is because he'd experienced God's love for himself in Jesus. He wrote, the Son of God loved me and gave himself for me in Galatians. In fact, he devoted an entire section of one of his letters to the church to explaining what love is. I remember learning about it. I learned it by heart a few years ago. Can you imagine someone reciting these words to someone that is interviewing them? Um, And then he actually, I'm not going to read the whole thing right now because I'm going to come back to this in the rest of his readings, but he actually quotes here all of 1 Corinthians 13. The poor interviewer might be left lamely asking, could you say that in just a few words? In fact, you could actually say it in two words, Jesus Christ. He shows us what love is. Love is simply being like him. So love is a lot more than just having good feelings about someone else. It's the greatest thing in the world, but it's also the most demanding. The Christian faith has a grammar all its own. 
If we mess up the grammar of a language, we will not be able to speak it properly. In the grammar of the Christian faith, what we are called to be and do is rooted in who God is and what he has done for us in Christ. So the resources we need to love others are found in the love of Jesus Christ for us. That's why when we read Paul's words in 1 Corinthians, we need to keep our ears open for echoes of Jesus's life and look for his shadow falling on every line. So before you begin to read this book, which is all about 1 Corinthians 13, take a few moments to read that passage, preferably out loud. It was originally written to be read out loud. When you come to the second paragraph, wherever you see the word love or it, substitute your own name and see how far you get. So I'll read it normal and then I'll substitute. I don't know. Should I say my name or your name? We'll see what I decide. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now, if I put my name in there, this all crumbles the very first few words. Michelle is patient and kind. I'm not patient, guys. I'm not. Michelle does not envy or boast. Michelle is not arrogant or rude. Michelle does not insist on her own way. Michelle is not irritable or resentful. All of this is so not true, especially early in the morning. I can be pretty irritable. Michelle does not rejoice at wrongdoing. Michelle rejoices with the truth. Michelle bears all things. Michelle believes all things. Michelle hopes all things. Michelle endures all things. Not true. Okay. Now he writes, make it back to where I was. Um, then read the chapter again, but this time in the same second paragraph, when you see the word love or it, substitute the name Jesus and read it again. Okay. Let's try it again. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus does not envy or boast. Jesus is not arrogant or rude. He does not insist on his own way. He's not irritable or resentful. He does not rejoice at wrongdoing. He does rejoice with the truth. He bears all things, believes all things. He hopes all things, and he endures all things. These two ways of reading the passage actually go together. The first tells us that what we are called to be as Christians, but it also exposes how very far short we have fallen. The second time we read it, it tells us what Jesus is like. In the days leading up to Christmas, we're going to walk through this passage line by line, that's what he's doing in this book, and chapter by chapter. No. He just says line by line. We're going to walk through this passage line by line and explore what it means for us. Why choose this passage for Advent, one might ask? 1 Corinthians 13 is among the best-known chapters in the Bible. Quotations from it or references to it appear in some unexpected places. Bob Dylan alluded to it in his song, Dignity, that he released in 1994. Prince Charles read it at Diana's funeral in 1997. President Obama referred to it in his first inaugural speech in 2009. Perhaps no words have actually been read more frequently at wedding services than the words of 1 Corinthians 13. So why include it in this Advent? When you slow them down and you read them phrase by phrase and apply them to yourself, they transpose into a different key altogether. They cease to be theoretically pleasing and emotionally soothing. Instead, 
They become an analysis of your life, and they are deeply challenging. Perhaps that's not what we expect at Christmas time, but the real meaning of the Christmas story is challenging as well as heartwarming. It's about love coming down, and it makes us think about love in a whole new way. So let's take a deep breath and begin to explore how and why love came down at Christmas and what difference this might make in our lives. So I thought that was very well, very well said. And I have one more thing I want to leave you with. This is another Advent devotional that I read years ago that I pulled off my bookshelf because I I remembered this one part in it, and this is what I want to leave you with today. This is from Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, edited by Nancy, I'm not sure how to say her name, Guthrie. It's actually um, readings about the Advent from all different authors throughout the centuries. Some really great stuff. Um, George Whitfield, Martin Luther, John Piper, Tim Keller. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, Charles Spurgeon, all of them, there are bits and pieces of things they have written about the Advent season. But this is what I wanted to leave you with. Um, from Matthew 1, 18, we read that Joseph was very concerned when he heard that his not yet wife, who he was betrothed to, was with child. And he didn't know what to do about it because it was a horrible thing. This was so out of character for her. And why would she have done this? And it was embarrassing and he didn't know what to do. So, um, Joseph was where I'm have to find my place here. Well, he considered these things. And as he was doing so, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And then he goes on, but that's what I wanted because that relates to what I wanted to read. Now, during this meditation, God came to Joseph with guidance from the angel. Notice what the angel calls him right up front. He calls him son of David. Joseph was a humble man. He was a carpenter. He was not a great land magnet or a great merchant. He wasn't a famed man in his community. He didn't hold a public office. He wasn't some sort of nobility. Yet the angels say, Joseph, remember who you are. You're the son of David. You see, before God calls us to obey, before he calls us to a great task, he reminds us who we are in him. Although Joseph may not have been impressive in the eyes of the world, to God, he was the son of David a man after God's own heart. Joseph was a descendant of the great precursor of the Messianic king. He was the son of David. And guys, no matter how lowly you might feel, this is me now, by the way, if you're not watching, you don't know, I just set my book down. (laughs) Um, No matter how you might feel, no matter how inadequate you might feel for whatever task it is, whether it's just the holiday season and the stress of it and will you have the house ready and will you have the food ready and all of that, or whether it's something beyond the holidays, if you know, you don't, you don't know how you could ever do X, Y, or Z, whatever it is you're striving for. Um, I just wanted to tell you to take heart. It's not about that. First of all, because like (laughs) 
Um, I'm trying to think, I can't really, I don't know how to word this if you're not a, a Christian to make it make sense to you too. So I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Um, if you know, God is orchestrating time from beginning to end, and he also holds you in the palm of his hand, he has a plan. And if you long to be part of his working in your life, and if you long to know, okay, is that what I'm supposed to do? This thing that I'm all stressed about? First of all, is it what I'm supposed to even do? And second of all, how do I get it done? I'm not adequate for the task. I can't do it. Um, that's You realize that he has a plan and his plans aren't going to be thwarted. And if you ask him for direction, he will make it clear time and again, time and again. I can stand here after 54 years of living and tell you, never have I longed to know his direction in my life and him not make it clear in one way or another doesn't mean that it's instant. It doesn't mean that it's really obvious, but it's a long story. <laughs> I've tried a few times over on Instagram over the years when I share the story of how our family moved to this farm. God's fingerprint is all over it. <clears throat> and it was a long process of almost seven years. And it's just, it's something that's hard. I, I can't, without sitting down with you with a cup of tea and pouring my heart out and us talking about our lives together, I really, it's hard for me to help you understand what I'm trying to say because every time in my life that God has shown me his direction, it's always been in very different ways. And I've every single time thought, well, there's no way in this case, I'm going to know what I'm supposed to do. This is too complicated. It's too messy. There's no way. And sure enough, he gives me peace. He gives me direction. Um, and he gives me what I need for the task because never is it a task that I'm able to do on my own. Never, <laughs> but he provides what I need in whatever way that I need it. Um, so my point is, I guess the Christmas story should help us when we, when we realize the characters involved, every single one of them, except for the Christ child, they weren't adequate for the task at all. And they were scared out of their minds, I'm sure. But they were able to accomplish great things. And God never asked them to do those great things before first reminding them of who they were in him. So I hope that encourages you. I hope that um, you have a wonderful week ahead as you plan for the holidays. And I hope you join me next week for some fun insights into um, traditions, holiday traditions. In fact, join me on, over on Instagram and I'm going to put up some share bubbles. I don't know why I just called them that. <laughs> I'm going to put a call out over on Instagram too for people to share some of their fun traditions and I'll pick some of the coolest ones to share next week as well. I think that is everything for today. So thanks for listening guys. And remember, it is easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts. It's not easy, but it's a good life. Oh, and I almost forgot. Take a second. Go leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Ideally, Apple Podcasts would be fantastic. If you don't know how to do that, go to solelyrested.com slash podcast. And the exact directions are super easy. It's right there telling you how to do it. Go leave a review and one folks, one folks, 
one of the folks who leave a review during this season is going to get a copy of Just Show Up by Drew Dick. He was on a couple episodes ago for our special Thanksgiving bonus episode and a copy of my book, Sweet Maple, to encourage you on lots of ways you can use all natural sugar in your recipes, in your baking. It's also loaded with delicious, sweet and savory recipes as well. So go check out or go leave a review. And just by leaving the review, you will automatically be entered into a chance to win these two books. So please do so. And by the way, you're helping me tremendously to get the word out, to encourage the algorithm to share this podcast with other folks who might enjoy listening. So thank you.